We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast is fueled by Phillips 66. Live to the full. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, what a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Welcome into, I guess, what we'll continue to call the new normal here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, our Monday edition has no fancy name to it or anything except just Toby and Chris chilling at home talking Sooner Sports. I don't, I don't know. Is that a is that a fair title for what you think? It's long, but accurate. Toby and Chris, hang on. Toby and Chris chilling at home talking Sooner Sports. There you go. T a c c a h t s s. Does that mean anything? Does that spell anything? Takas. Takas. How was? You know, I was thinking about. You a lot this weekend because, and we talked about this last week, in that you'd gone through everything where, you know, the fighting through the back, having the surgery, finally getting the the good to go, and then having the COVID-19 shut everything down. And this would have been an exciting weekend for not just the NCAA tournament, but the, the two Texas series against OU baseball and softball. And I loved your tweet because it gave me perspective too. I think there was a moment for all of us where we got a little angry, but you heard a little Bob Barry. Take me through yeah. what uh, what kind of changed your opinion this weekend. Uh, no, I'm with you. It's uh, I think we all right now are riding waves of different emotions from uh, frustrated to scared to angry to um, being at peace with it. You know, I mean, just and um, I was just thinking this weekend, uh, sitting around feeling sorry for myself that we weren't at an NCAA tournament site or uh OU Texas was for both baseball and softball right this was an OU yep. Texas weekend 
big series. It would have been the big 12 opening series for the baseball team. Um, and then uh, I saw that they were airing some Crimson Classics on the Fox Sports Oklahoma, and I flipped it over, and and they had the radio call attached to an old uh, OU. Well, it, it was the jump around game. Yep. It was uh, OU Texas Tech from uh, 08, right? That's right. And uh, and and Bob Bob was on there with uh, Merv, and I don't know. There's something about that guy's voice, and I I think it was the secret of Bob Berry's success. And it's really hard to teach. It's hard to do. It's hard to teach. It's, it's hard to explain to young people. Chris, you and I both have the opportunity to get to talk to young broadcasters who, who want to do this as a profession. That guy had something about his voice that was just friendly. I mean, it really didn't matter what he was saying it made you feel good. It made you smile. Bob Barry, I'm talking about. And it, I think that's why he was so good for 50 years is because people felt comfortable spending their Saturday afternoons with him or, uh, or the basketball games or whatever the case may be. Because when you heard his voice, it was like, it was like a family member had settled in. And uh, I was hit with it again. Uh, haven't heard it in a while and was hit with it again this weekend. And it just gave me the warm fuzzies all over to get to hear uh, Big Bob's voice again, and and the plus that was a fun football game to rewatch. So yeah, it, that's it, one of the uh, one of the cool things about what we're going through here, Chris, is we're, we're we don't have any live programming. So Sooner Sports TV and and the guys at Sooner Vision are are pumping out, and Fox Sports Oklahoma are pumping out a bunch of classics, and and we've had some on the radio as well that um, are fun. I mean, that's fun to take a walk down memory lane like that. Um. It is, and it was funny because I was thinking about it. Our first football season was 11. Your first year on the sidelines was 09? Is that right? That's right. Okay. So I have a great story about that 08 game because neither you nor I were working with Oklahoma. I mean, still covering them and still following them, but I was doing overnights on Fox Sports Radio. I was doing Friday night, 1 to 5 a.m., Saturday night, 1 to 5 a.m., and I was so excited about that game, but, you know, think about it. You work on Saturdays. You got to work an overnight. You got to fit in a nap, right? So my plan was to, you know, I always made sure to DVR the game, take like, I think the game kicked off. Was it a 6 or 7 o'clock kick? It was prime time. It was prime time. Okay. So I I, I remember I set my alarm. I was going to take a little nap starting at 5, and kind of the nap roulette thing happened, you know, where... Either the alarm didn't go off or I woke up and I realized it was like 9 o'clock. I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to go back and I DVR'd. So I start rewinding as in, in not watching it, you know, start from the beginning. I, I, don't, I didn't even watch the second half, T-Row. In fact, that was the craziest thing for me is I finally got to watch some of the second half on uh, the other day because that was arguably, without a doubt, one of the most dominating first-half performance in not just Sooner football history, but between what were considered top five teams, maybe in college football history, how incredible that was. No, you're right, and it was the second quarter when they distanced themselves, and uh, you know that was a Texas Tech team that was coming in flying high with uh, Michael Crabtree and the win over Texas and everything, and there was this giant debate afterwards. Well, everybody's got a loss. Who should go? And so that was fun. That, it's uh, it's great to see those memories again. To see Bob stomping up and down the sidelines, and some of the people we work with now, back <laughs> in their playing days. Right. 
uh, and certainly to hear uh, uh, the legend and, and Merv calling games. And so I'm enjoying it's one of the night. There's, you know, this stinks. What we're going through right now stinks. And I can't wait for it to be over with and get back to playing games. But uh, if you've got to lean into some um, positives, I think that's one of them is we're we're getting to see a lot of classics, not just OU classics, but I saw, you know, CBS over the weekend was re-airing some of the all-time great NCAA tournament games. And uh, that's fun. It's fun to get to be forced to kind of sit down and and relive some great memories. Uh, T-Row, a couple of things here real quick on the football side. So in our, I guess you could say, normal lives, we're diehard. You're a Colts fan. I'm a Raiders fan. You guys just added Phillip right. Rivers. We added a backup in Marcus Mariota. But I'm curious to get your take on this. Momentum seems to be building as the Las Vegas Raiders as a potential landing spot for not just CeeDee Lamb, not just Kenneth Murray, but more recently – the the Oakland Raiders, uh, excuse me, Jalen Hurts to the Las Vegas Raiders. What would you think about Jalen in Vegas, and how have you kind of thought about his pro prospects the more time we've had away from the season? That's an, uh, I, that's an interesting fit, I think. I'm not sure his – I don't think of his personality as being a Vegas personality, uh, the city of Las Vegas. But maybe that's exactly what you need to thrive there. You know, you can't be Johnny Manziel and thrive in Vegas. There's just too many distractions. So maybe a Jalen Hurts who is as focused of a young man as I've ever been around is exactly the kind of quarterback you need in the city of Las Vegas. I don't know. That would be uh, that would be very interesting. Um I know that all these Sooners going to the Raiders has you excited. I mean, you've right. I mean, you're you would love to have CD Lamb change my uh, change my Abby to me and CD. <laughs> that I, I see it happening right now. But you know, it, it is kind of wild because, and not to go completely off topic here, but we think we have all these ideas as to where guys are going to end up, like. CeeDee Lamb's going to be either an Arizona Cardinal or a, or a New York Jet or a Raider. And Kenneth Murray is either going to be a Raider or a Raven. And Jalen Hurts is going to be a second-round pick somewhere. But then you have free agency happen, and suddenly everything changes. For, Raiders go out and get a couple of backers. So do they really need Kenneth Murray anymore? I say yes. The Cardinals <laughs> trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Do they even really need a CeeDee Lamb? Of all the things that have happened, T-Row, some of the moves in free agency may have shaped the future for some Sooner players. That's absolutely right, and more things will happen, and trades will take place on draft night. And uh, I'm always amazed at how the experts, you know, uh, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and the guys who do that, how good they are in the first 10 picks. And then it all goes to pot after that because, you know, and sometimes it goes to pot after pick one, <laughs> but trades happen, moves are made, free agent signings certainly happen. Uh, and, and who knows who's going to end up where, uh, you know, guys end up on draft night with teams they never worked out for and, and had no idea. So, but it's fun it beforehand for all of us to try to figure it out. I mean, what else are we going to do? Right. We're in a quarantine <laughs> for Pete's sake. So, uh, I hope somehow the Indianapolis Colts, who have traded away their first-round pick, 
uh, get back in there somehow and get C.D. Lamb for Phillip Rivers. That's what I'm rooting for. All right, get you back to T-Row coming up in just a bit. The Sooner Sports Podcast today brought to you in part by Rudy's. Order online for pickup or drive-thru. Order Rudy's anywhere and ship throughout the U.S. And OU Medicine. Visit oumedicine.com slash COVID for updates, resources, and frequently asked questions. T-Row, um... I want to talk some basketball with you real quick. Obviously, yeah. we're missing March Madness quite a bit, and I'm already trying to look ahead to the draft. But can you take us through what it was like to follow the career of Christian Doolittle? And I know this is such a unique perspective because not only were you the play-by-play guy, but your sons have been student managers with the team, mm-hmm. so you've had a very unique insight. But you know what a what a pretty special guy and a and a very interesting legacy that he leaves behind. You know, it really is I, one of the things, and you know this well. Uh, one of the things that maybe not everybody realizes or thinks about in our jobs is we get to know the coaches and the players pretty well, but we also get to know their families uh, pretty well. And when I think of Christian Doolittle, I think of Dwayne Doolittle. I think of that jacket. Uh, I think of him on every road trip we ever went on and, and uh, team hotels and before and after games and um he, he, that is a great family and Christian had a hard time, quite frankly. And I think he would admit this figuring out exactly what he was as a basketball player for about two and a half years, you know, he's six, seven. So he's, he's too small to be a post. He really did not have the perimeter part of his game for the first couple of years in college, really two and a half years in college. So he was a tweener. Um, He is unselfish too much to the point where he would pass up open shots just to keep teammates happy or or to set it up. And, you know, he was a nice player, but he wasn't a star until the second semester of his junior year. And and he, you know, had a a couple of off the court incidents as well where he would uh, uh, miss a game here or there. But the second semester of his junior year, something clicked. And I, I don't know who to give credit to. I mean, obviously, Christian deserves a ton of credit. and Lon Kruger deserves a ton of credit. But he figured out what he was as a basketball player and started to dominate. Uh, he was unguardable in the mid-range. He figured out that he could use that tweener build to his advantage because they couldn't figure out how to guard him. If you guard him with a little guy, then he takes him down low. If you guard him with a big guy, then he steps out, go around him. And so it all started to slow down and make sense for him. And he won the uh, most improved player in the big 12 award last year. And, and then came back and had a huge season this year. He, he started off like a house on fire. Remember he hit that game winner down at North Texas and was playing great. And then had about a two and a half week, three week stretch in the middle of big 12 play where he really struggled I think he had five or six straight games and single figures. And we were all wondering what is going on with, with do you kind of wondered if he was hurt a little bit or something. And then he, he bounced back had a big game and was unstoppable the rest of the way. And so he's an Oklahoma kid. I'm, I'm proud of how hard he worked in college to figure out what he is as a basketball player, what, how he can best utilize the gifts and tools that he's been given not just to help out uh, the OU basketball team, but for his future. And I think because of 
that because of the hard work he put in and expanded his range to be a three-point shooter and and everything that he's going to have a chance at the pro level i mean whether it's the nba or europe or whatever the case may be g league uh he is a an interesting package a strong young man with a lot of skills and he's going to get a chance to play basketball beyond college you know, it's uh, it's fascinating because I feel the same way. I, I have not got to the point where I've started looking at NBA mock drafts yet. But I think he'll get a shot in camp. I think he might be a second-round pick, if not even a first. But, you know, the crazy thing is I, I lament the fact that we only have two rounds of the NBA draft, and I wish we had more. But, Toby, there's so many opportunities for these guys overseas, and there's so many opportunities in the G League to continue to develop their games and – catch someone's eyes there's there's almost more more chances now than ever before to continue your playing career beyond college and it doesn't have to be in the nba yeah that's right and i think the oklahoma kids to come out with um the knowledge that they have been coached well and that matters and that that is a part of why they've had so much success uh in the nfl too is because you know, the Baltimore Ravens know the kind of coaching the OU football team is getting in Norman, and that's why they keep adding them to the roster. <laughs> same goes same goes with Lon Kruger. I mean, the NBA guys know that to play for Lon Kruger, you're going to come out with a not just a developed skill set, but you've got to be a high-character guy. And so there's not a lot of red flags attached there. And you look at uh, the success that Buddy Heald and Trey Young have had, and, and it's at least – a check mark on their resume that when you come out of OU NBA teams uh, or G league teams or Euro teams or Chinese, te- whatever the case may be uh, helps, helps you out. If you've got Lon Kruger on your resume, it helps you out. All right, T-Row um, every single week, whenever we do our Monday pod, we're going to have an ask a T-Row question and you guys can, cool. can send them to us uh, via DMs. I'm at plank show. You can send them to Toby directly at T-Row OU or, at OU on the air. Maybe we'll even work in a hashtag here or there somewhere. But I, I get the first question for our for our Ask T-Row. And by the way, Ask I'm a little scared. No, no, no. It's it's brought to you by Cruise and Auto Spa. Need an oil change? Cruise and Auto Spa will take care of you. You don't even have to leave your car. They are also offering free exterior washes for any bartender or server that is temporarily out of work. That's Cruise and Auto Spa. Here's my question. What's been the best non-sports viewing, listening find that you've had during not just your quarantine, but even your time before that when you were down with your back surgery? Okay, uh, that's a great question. So you're talking Netflix uh, or just TV or whatever. I'll tell you what I just finished, and this is not going to be an exciting answer. But I am a little bit of a... um, presidential history geek okay i love all things presidential history uh and any party no i'm not taking a political affiliation here i'm just fascinated by uh the the office the men who have served there the secret service the white house the trap doors in the white house everything that goes into it so i just finished uh watching uh robert kennedy for president which is a documentary on Netflix. It's a four-part documentary uh, about kind of from just before John F. Kennedy was assassinated till just after 
Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated. And uh, I found it very enjoyable. And I told you that's not going to be very exciting. <laughs> but uh, for me, it was fascinating to, you know, that's before we were born. And um, to get to learn a little bit more about just the political times in the 1960s and uh, how the Kennedys uh, and Nixon and LBJ and everybody kind of maneuvered that was uh, interesting. So I feel a little uh, I feel a little smarter after having watched that documentary. I like it. I like it. I might uh, have to check that out. Tiger King's on the uh, on the docket for me as well, too. Yeah. Uh, me too, and I think we, haven't we both listened to the podcast? You're mm-hmm. the one that turned me onto that podcast, right? Yep, over my dead yeah. body, over my dead body, and so I assume this is going to be, um, you know, along the veins of that, which was really interesting about Joe Exotic down there. So I will definitely be watching uh, Tiger King sometime in the near future. All right, Toby, uh, boy, this has been like a normal day for us. What you about are, you? Um, I, you know what? I'm I'm pacing myself. You'd be so proud of me. I'm not. I'm not losing my mind. I realize we got a little time here, and I know we got a lot of option. I've taken the kids through Star Wars. We went through the order in which they were released in the movie theater. So we've watched four, five, and six. We just finished one. Uh, my wife wow. is all into something called pull, pull dart, pull dart, or something of that nature. So hmm. that's allowed me to really dork out on the NFL Game Pass that we have. Now it never works for me, but um, I've watched a lot of old games, and that's been fun. I, I haven't really had a chance to immerse myself in in the Netflix too much yet, but I will say I, I have every single ESPN guy. In fact, I'm watching right now as we tape this, and Seth Greenberg is in front of a bookshelf. I, I'll tell you what. The bookshelf community is thriving amongst amongst ESPN <laughs> stay-at-home analysts. But I, I don't quite have a shelf of books, but I've got a little uh, area here. So I've started reading a few books, Tiro. I, uh, I've, dug, I like I've dug into the um, – Inseparable, which is um, the story of Danny Bradley and kind of his relationship with his son. So that's been interesting to me. I, I reread Meat Market by Bruce Feldman on a little coach show when he was at Ole Miss and USC. So, yeah, I, I don't want to say I've become a reader, but it's been fun, man. I found different ways to try to stay busy and not realize that I don't have a softball game to call this week because that's uh, uh, that's when the I'm reality so sets in. I'm yeah, so it's... sorry. All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate it. Great stuff as always, and I'll talk to you soon, man. See you, Chris. All right, thanks, Toby. This episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by Chick-fil-A. As we focus on the health and safety of our guests and team members, it would be our pleasure to serve you via mobile curbside delivery, drive through and DoorDash. We look forward to serving you Chick-fil-A. Polston Tax is offering free consultations via phone or video conferencing to continue helping clients solve their tax problems during this time. Visit PolstonTax.com to schedule yours today. And Sooner fans, it's important that you know that Pizza Hut is still here and ready to serve you the pizza you love. Whether it's picked up or carry out or delivered hot to your doorstep, place your order at PizzaHut.com. Our thanks to T-Row for joining us, as you will every Monday here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Heck, what am I talking about? It's his show as well, too. And, man, we'd love your questions. That's going to be part of the fuel that continues to churn this this episode every single Monday. I wanted to leave you with this, though, today as we wrap things up. Joe Castiglione has an interview, a full-length interview, that we're going to drop next Monday, right, a week from today, right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But I, I loved his answer to this question from Chad McKee about the vision and the strength of Sooner Athletics. Well, we're still just as passionate 
and still as excited about our future. There's so many wonderful things that we have planned. Um, we have a super group of student athletes now, and, and we talked earlier about we're seeing a different side of them. And uh, gosh, and how how special is that? I mean, we're we're seeing the best of people and how they're handling things. And then, you know, the same for coaches and our staff and so many different ways, fans that are stepping forward and helping. I mean, again, we're going to have to just go through it together. And um, I can't sit and tell you exactly how this is going to turn out as much as I would like to, because to go back to what I said earlier, um, we're being proactive. We're, we're on the, you know, the top of everything that we can possibly think of. And yet the world changes so rapidly that by the time, again, they watch this, you know, the, some of the things we're talking about could seem so yesterday, you know, that the sounds like it, you know, we weren't paying attention to what was going on. But that's how unusual of a time that we're in. And um, so we're going to have to make decisions that are based on the best interests of people we serve. I will promise you, this is the time that I, it's probably the best to, to underscore and validate the strength of our core values because that always guides our decisions every day anyway. But now the fact that we have a strong set of core values, we have our priorities in order, we're gonna first and foremost make decisions that are always in the best interests the welfare, the health, and the safety of the people we serve. That is it. There's no, there's nothing that comes before that. So you start there and then you work sequentially to the rest of everything else. And we'll try to keep things going as best as we can. You might take a little different tactical approach here or there. And, you know, whatever it is, I, I don't want to minimize it. Or, or sound like it's going to be easy, because it's not. I, I can't tell you that there's been a single easy decision that I've made in the last seven days. They've all been hard, but they might be not as hard as some of the other decisions other people are making. So I'm not trying to put me or us in front of anybody else. We're just explaining kind of what we're going through, but it might not be as important or as critical as what somebody else is going through. And so hopefully people realize that this is about the greater good. This is about doing the right thing for all the people we serve. Um, this is about something way bigger than sports. And so we start there and work our way through it. But I will tell people again, we have each other. That is more powerful than anything we could ever have at any time. And whatever it is, we, we'll work through it together. And your, their support is more helpful than it's ever been. We might have to utilize it in different ways. Mental health services, obviously medical, academics are going to be at the top of our list. And then other ways that we serve, serve our sports and, and our campus community. I've got to tell you that um, before we stop, I, I, I think it's very important to recognize what people around campus are doing, um, around our communities, our first, uh, first responders, those that are providing services to people that are in desperate need, hospital workers. We have donors that run healthcare companies or in the healthcare business. Mm -hmm. they're, they're being stressed a lot right now. 
We have um, oil, oil and gas um, has been hit in ways people wouldn't think about. It's not a market correction. It's it's a consumption issue. Um, obviously, people staying at home, not doing things. Uh, so that has economic impacts. Uh, we have um, teachers. We have you know people in the community that that we see every day that are going to run into stressful situations. We have leaders that are making tough. Maybe they don't seem like the most popular decision right now. But I would tell you this. Look back to the last six or seven days. What we thought was a decision that might have been going too far. I know when we made the decision to cancel all competition, we all had the intuition of, well, can't we just say all competition up to maybe 30 days from now mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but we were getting the expert advice and we realized this is about the greater good and many more decisions would have to be made, Chad, off the decision we would make. So we had to understand these weren't flicking of switches and pushing buttons, stop, start. You know, these have long tails to them, if you will, and other, other kinds of consequences. And I, I, I felt, just being, a, I felt so bad after I met with all those teams because I was drained. You know, I have a great empathy for our student athletes and our coaches that have worked so hard, and I felt like, you know, in a way, kind of like we let them down because we just had to tell them that their seasons were over. And then, um, you know, I, I still knew deep down we made the right decision. And now, several days removed from the decision, we were well ahead of everybody else that it took a few more days to come to the same conclusion. That's not saying, hey, there's a pat on the back there, but that's how saying how hard these decisions are. Mm -hmm. And um, forget sports. I mean, we got people, we have government officials, we have healthcare officials, we have people running businesses, we have people that are trying to keep up with demand for food, you know, just other services people need and, um, and going to need. I, I just, again, want to tell them how much we appreciate them. We recognize the the extraordinary work that they're providing and service they're providing and care to people that we're providing and we're going to need to need to count on them and count on others to stay together through this these difficult times but we will we're sooners this is what sooner magic's all about it may be sooner magic in humanity and that's okay we'll have sooner magic on the fields the courts the tracks the mats in the in the near future but let's take sooner magic and help our fellow human our uh, fellow man or woman to get through something that's very, very difficult. Incredible words from Joe Castiglione to wrap up this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Next week, next Monday, you'll hear the entire interview, the entire sit-down with Joe Castiglione and Chad McKee. This episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast has been fueled by Phillips 66 Live to the full. We'll see you back here on Wednesday, our baseball edition with Skip Johnson and Ryan Gaines, the Sooners Director of Operations. Until then, have a great start to your week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. <laughs> 